Good morning. It is Friday, October 27th. It is six minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We start off this morning with things going on in Maine after the latest shooting. Democrats in Washington, of course, calling for new gun restrictions, saying that the current levels of gun violence can't continue. They're most likely going to be unsuccessful. And we have uh, everybody weighing in on this. And of course, the, the first response, like from the representative from Missouri, Eric Schmidt, saying the most important thing we can do right now is put our arms around the victims and the families. Make sure that this person is brought to justice. Now, I do have some sources. Yeah. And uh, the word from my sources say that this is probably a person who is suffering from PTSD and probably had a deployment that went bad. And their feeling is that authorities might find him Unalived. Yeah. So it's interesting. We start with this, obviously, a terrible story and a terrible, it's awful the way this whole shooting and, and then chase, et cetera, has, you know, un, unfolded. But, you know, I'm, people on the YouTube can see I'm wearing my uh, hat supporting uh, helping veterans and families. Mm-hmm. Their big event tonight, the Breeders' Crown Charity Challenge that we've talked about that we've been raising money for for um months now culminates tonight uh a rare moment where you can see me wearing a hat mm-hmm. casey mm-hmm. it has my name on the back by the way they stitch you, really? you see this look at this i can't believe you want to hide that wonderful head of hair it does have your name look at on this the back. maybe i'll turn it around here How there about this? you go oh boom how's you, that you look 10 years younger Ooh, buddy <laughs> kev comes in today and goes rob this is how i pictured you looking in 2007 boy you look like such a fun guy yeah, back you're like then. a member of limp biscuit <laughs> yeah, there we go how about this i'm just gonna wear it this this way the rest of the show anyway point of all this some very serious here is that we have a lot of people who have served this country mm-hmm. who in this country we're willing to take care of hey if you're an illegal immigrant hey you you know you come on in and right we- here's some free health care for you here's a cell phone here's education but our veterans yeah we do did the heavy lifting. Yeah, we simply say, hey, thanks for uh, dodging the bombs and the bullets on whatever uh, term of service we gave you for whatever ill-begotten conflict that benefited the military-industrial complex. And now we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. It's like like when you get... <laughs> You know, dismissed in radio. The email always ends with, uh, Ted was fired today, and we wish him the best. And uh, We wish you success in in his future endeavors, endeavors, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, The point of all this is clearly, and and Helping Veterans and Families is a great organization that deals with these types of issues of veterans who are looking to get back on their feet. They're looking to contribute to society. They have things to offer. And we've got a lot of people who have served this country who are mentally not being taken care of, who have seen the worst that humanity has had to offer. And we simply just disregard them really like like trash. And we treat our illegal immigrants way better than we treat people who serve this country. Yeah. And, you know, he was in a hospital just weeks before. We know that much. And clearly there were warning signs. So somebody dropped the ball on this one. But there have been 18 people that have lost their life due to this. Many injured. He is still on the run. They are still looking for him. But like I had mentioned, uh, the people that I've talked to, their feeling is that they will probably find his body somewhere and wouldn't be surprised if he uh, he ends his own life. Well, and it is interesting, too, that the immediate response, and this is the way it always is, from the Democrats is to politicize the thing and make it about the gun rather than the individual. And they have, once again, I mean, this guy mm-hmm. not even caught, and here we go with the assault weapons ban thing. I mean, this is just what happens every single time. 
And it's like clockwork, and it's really gross, Casey. Yep. Well, here's Corinne Jean-Pierre saying that guns are to blame, and she's urging the new Republican speaker to work with Democrats to ban assault weapons. The House has a new speaker. Who, who, who he said, he said he's ready to, to get to work and to find common ground. Now is the time. Now is the time to find common ground. Let's work together to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Let's work together to enact universal background checks, require safe storage of guns, and keep guns out of the hands of criminals and dangerous individuals who have no business being armed with a weapon of war. And it wouldn't be anything to do with mental health or just lawlessness. It has to do with the gun, always with the Democrats. And, you know, that weapon of war stuff is so offensive and so ridiculous because look at what happened in Israel where you saw uh, terrorists literally, you know, essentially parachute into these communities and slaughter 1,400 plus Israelis and they don't have the right to defend themselves. That stuff doesn't happen here. And look, Mm -hmm. you go all the way back to World War II and I forget his name, but there was a very high-ranking Japanese official and they were talking about why you could never invade America. And he talked about how, and I forget the exact quote, but it's something, essentially it was behind every blade of Mm -hmm. grass is a person with a gun or something like that. Other countries know this, right? Other countries know the one unique thing about America is that we individuals are not dependent upon the military in order to defend themselves. You have have guns. I have guns. Mm -hmm. We know how to responsibly use them, store them, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, And we do that to protect ourselves and protect our families. Now, are we the gun guy, Guy Relford? No. But I have taken a class with him. Well, you have. And I would recommend anybody to do that if you're just learning or just starting. The point is I'm fully capable of, while I'm not, you know... uh, Billy the kid out there, I'm fully capable of defending myself and my family should the necessary, uh, should the need arise, which I, I hope it it never does. But the reality is these this weapons of war stuff, no, they're weapons of defense for 99.99999% of Americans. And instead of addressing the issues, which is why do people in this case, it appears a veteran of this country, feel so lost and so alone. And clearly this guy, it appears, if you believe the reports, was, was hearing voices in his head, mm-hmm. et cetera. Instead of addressing that and figuring out how do we stop people from feeling they need to do this, no, we're going to attack law-abiding, peaceful citizens. It's why the Jefferson Shreve stuff, and mm-hmm. we'll get into this, I know, here in a little bit, yeah. and Hogsett is so offensive. The violence in the city of Indianapolis is not law-abiding citizens. It's not good people that is causing the violence. And your plan to go after those people does not solve the issue the same way this Democrat plan is not going to solve the issue. Well, earlier in the day yesterday, Kamala said the quiet part out loud, and she suggested that the United States do what Australia did. And here she, she's referencing Australia as a country that we should model ourselves after when it comes to guns. Gun violence has terrorized and traumatized so many of our communities in this country. And let us be clear, it does not have to be this way, as our friends in Australia have demonstrated. 
Okay, so starting in 1996, Australia collected 650,000 privately owned guns in a mandatory buyback. Can you imagine them trying to do that here? No way. That's not going to happen. You know, you say that though, Casey, but how many things? A mandatory buyback? Casey, Mm -hmm. how? Look, you're beautiful and talented. But you're shaking your head in dismissal of this. What if I had told you Australia in 1998 shut its society down and put millions of people out of work and refused people to allow to leave their homes and tried to put them in jail for not wearing a mask? We would have said five years ago, can you imagine if someone would try that here? The people would never stand. I'm not sure there isn't much the people won't stand for in this country. And I would not put it past, depending on how upcoming elections go, if indeed there is a point where they where they try to do this. Well, I think it's really interesting that the vice president is trying to say, you know what, we need to take a lead from another country. Let's do what they did. So Australians can only buy a gun if the government deems it to be a, quote, genuine reason. (laughs) All right. So, okay, Casey, um, we got to take a break. Yeah. But when we come back, Remember how we told people don't get too excited about this Mike Johnson guy? Mm-hmm. Remember how we told people? Give it got, a minute. You got to wait. What he says. You got to wait and see because the speech he gives matters not. It is the agenda that he pushes. Mm-hmm. Well, oh no, <laughs> we'll get to it coming up. It's ninety three WIBC. Life is full of things to manage: your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta. Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Good morning. It is 20 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the Biden administration set to announce yet another military aid package for Ukraine, this time to the tune of $150 million. Wait, 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 Casey. Yeah. Now, surely, surely we just got a new speaker of the House Mm -hmm. and he was talking about fiscal accountability yeah. and being responsible to the American people and uh, upholding the Republicans' bargain with the American people and following through on their promises. Now, surely, Casey, this new Republican speaker, Mike Johnson, is waving his arms enthusiastically and is coming out there and saying, no, Mr. President, we will have no more unaccountable money going to the Ukraine. Mm, no. So much. That's Wait, what? Not, that's not what he said. What? He now what? said that he supports additional oh, aid to Ukraine. Well, there you go. He does want accountability, oh, though. Sure. So that's a step in the right direction. Oh, I, right. well, great. He was asked the question, and here's what he said. Mr. Speaker, do you support additional aid to Ukraine? We all do. There, there's, um, we're going to have conditions on that, so we're working through it. What kind, of, condi- what kind of conditions? We want accountability and... and uh, and, and we want objectives that are clear from the White House. But we're going to have those discussions. It's going to be very productive. So, so we, okay, so think about this. We've been se- sending money to Ukraine, because this started right when you got here, mm-hmm. for what has that been now, 18, 19 months? Mm-hmm. And the Republicans have been in charge of the money side of the government, the House, for basically 10 months, nine, nine what months, whatever. And... Only now mm-hmm. we're beginning talks, talks, keep mind you, no policy, but talks 
about accountability yep. to where the money that we're sending is going. Where does the money go, Rob? Okay, so, so far, Biden has given $76.8 billion to Ukraine. He wants another $61 billion more. He also wants $14 billion to go to Israel. And then, and then, and then maybe some money to go to the border. But wait, wait, I want to come back for just a second. Uh-huh. So the Republicans, again, have had control of the House since January. Mm-hmm. They ran on reigning in wasteful spending. That was the whole premise of their campaign. We'll solve inflation by reigning in wasteful spending. And the new Speaker of the House is admitting that only now are they beginning talks with no firm guardrails whatsoever, but we're going to start talking about accountability Mm -hmm. on the money Mm -hmm. going to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the prosecution rests. (laughs) This aid package that Biden wants to send will mark the 49th time Uh that the Biden administration has tried to dig into the U.S. stockpiles to help Ukraine. They have no idea where this money's gone. 49th time. Do you realize that? Yeah. Not one single solitary member of Congress well, not that we know of. Not that they're telling us anyway. There might be one or two who know. Well, but we yeah, don't know. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're right. Yeah, there there are people who know where it's gone. But the, your rank and file member of Congress who has supported or voted to do this repeatedly cannot tell you what where the money has gone or what the return on investment is going mm-hmm. to be. Which means these people from Congress should just get out of Congress and go run the pool in Brownsburg because it's the same thing, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just, and we'll get into this later. Mm-hmm. It's just, you, we have so many people that represent us, Casey, mm-hmm. that don't care at all about other people's money. And they are willing to lie to you. They're willing to deceive you. They're willing to manipulate you. They're willing to do whatever they have to do to get their way because it's not their money that's being spent. So what do they care? So this next package is expected to include rockets, munitions, missiles, all sorts of stuff. And it could get there as soon as next Wednesday. Oh, how exciting. So long weekend. And then next week, we're going to send more stuff. Isn't it amazing, too, how we can keep... So let's come back full circle, right? Mm-hmm. Like what we were talking about the opening segment. We seemingly have unlimited resources to help Ukraine mm-hmm. fight Russia, yet there are not applicable resources to deal with mental health. Mm-hmm. And specifically in this case, obviously this person was allegedly a veteran, but there's not applicable resources to deal with- To me- help our own people. I, does, like, does this make any sense to anyone? Who we go- Send to those places. Right. Like, it just doesn't. I mean, again, maybe I'm just being a MAGA right wing mm-hmm. semi fascist person here, but that doesn't, as a taxpayer, make any sense to me on how there's unlimited resources for non citizens, but there is just not enough money to help the people who need help. Before we get into break, I thought it would be nice to play another gem from Fetterman. Oh. And, uh,. <laughs> You know, he always he he likes to give us these good ones every yeah, now and boy, then. Yeah, boy, I'm excited. I can't yeah. even I can't even imagine what waits in store for me here, Casey. And he tells us what is a good treat for him. It's thank you for all being here today, uh, experts. And it's always a treat to be here when I'm able to talk to people much smarter than I am. <laughs> That's who's running your country, by the way. The guy who's admitting. Can, um, can, that they're smarter Jack, people. can you cue that up again? Because he did something at the beginning of that that's one of my favorite Fetterman things yeah. where he just puts random words in 
at the end of sentences, like he realizes he didn't say the sentence he wanted to, so he just says random words. And there he said, thank you for all being here, experts. <laughs> Can we take a listen to this again? Mm-hmm. It's thank you for all being here today, uh, experts. And it's always a treat <laughs> like, to be here like, when like, I'm like, able like, to talk to you. You know, it just, it, that is not a sentence. <laughs> thank you for all being here today, experts. That's not uh, anybody who has got, and I look, I get that the English classes now are super woke in the public education system, but anybody who has been through basic English, Thank you for being here today. Experts is not a complete sentence. He said it's always a great treat to talk to people smarter than me. <laughs> well, you know, you know where you can do that. Lots of places, the grocery store, the post office, a street corner, a park. It is 926. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 932. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So uh, there's a new poll out that says most Americans oppose putting U.S. troops on the ground in Israel, but do want to send more humanitarian and military aid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This shouldn't really surprise anybody, right? Just, just, yeah, but see, this is, they don't ask the questions the right way. And we, well, we had a rather long conversation about that last night on the west side of Indianapolis. It's easy to ask someone, do you want something? And of course, people are going to want whatever the wildly popular thing is. Like, Casey, mm-hmm. would you like uh, a Ferrari? Sure. Yes. Okay. So now, if I'm doing a survey, I guarantee you 99% of the people I'm going to ask, <laughs> would you like a Ferrari? are going to say, yeah, I'd like a Ferrari. I'm sure the maintenance on that's pretty high. Casey. Yeah. Would you like to provide the financing for a Ferrari? (laughs) No. Would you like to have a Ferrari if you knew that it meant you couldn't afford food for yourself or your family? No, no. That that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And this is like this survey where it's Mm -hmm. like Americans want to send more financial and military aid to Israel. Okay, why don't we ask the question, would you like to send more financial and military aid to Israel if you knew it would continue to make everything you have to purchase more expensive? Yeah. Word the question like that because when we talk about sending money somewhere— We're talking about printing the money because we have no money. Every We are, whatever it is, 33, I've lost track now. Casey's at 33, are we 34? Whatever number it is, trillion dollars in debt. So that means every dollar that we do for something that isn't already allocated for, it comes off the printing press, and it means that inflation goes higher because government spending, as we've heard time and time again, is the primary driver of inflation. That's how you word the question. Then we'll find out how bad people want to send stuff to Israel. Right. So this poll that was conducted, it found out that 55% majority said they wanted the U.S. to provide more financial and military aid. 27% were opposed to that. I'd I'd also also love to see the question asked to people, where do you think it's going to go? mm, Yeah. Like, it's so easy to go, yeah, we should give Israel more money. For what? Israel doesn't need more money. We already give Israel billions of dollars every single year. The Iron Dome is almost exclusively funded by the United States of America, or at least a huge portion of it. Israel doesn't need more money. Israel needs us to get out of the way. This kind of reminds me of like a bad parent. Yeah. Who will give their child whatever they want, spend hundreds of dollars for them on Christmas presents yeah. in exchange for spending time with them. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's like... oh. We'll send money. Just don't make us go. Right. We'll we'll pay. But when you really think it through, you're going to continue uh, to pay with inflation. I, I also love these surveys too because it 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 
they do these surveys is though the average person has any idea what's going on over there like you're going to ask the average person suddenly now they're a member of the joint chiefs right <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like they would know what's going on or what the actual solution is. I was talking to a friend friend of mine the other day, and you know, they were what's going on with work, and oh, you know, well, we still don't have a speaker of the house, and this was before Mike Johnson, and he had no idea, had no idea we didn't even have a speaker of the house. So <laughs> you're right, the average person, you know, has no idea. I know that they just don't want their children put in the way of danger in harm's way but and that's what they think of oh well are you telling me i can write a check yeah that's get a, out of yeah, it great okay i'll do that but just don't hurt my kid yeah that's a that's a great analogy there casey spot on uh did you hear about this hedge fund manager i love his name leon Cooperman. yeah he uh he thinks that college students not so smart <laughs> he said something else yeah and, well, it rhymes with it yeah and he says he's done donating to columbia university after the school failed to fire a professor who called the hamas tax awesome where are we in the world when 1300 israeli civilians i think these kids at the colleges have for brains that's where you think we we have one reliable ally in the middle east that's israel we only have uh, one democracy in the middle east that's israel okay and we have one economy tolerant of different people you know gays lesbians etc and that's israel so they have no idea what these young kids are doing and that's one of the reasons i wrote my book now the real shame is I've given to Columbia probably about $50 million over many years, and I'm going to suspend my giving. I'll give my giving to other organizations. Wow, that is a big statement. Uh, So right here, right now, you're saying no more money to Columbia. Yeah, unless I see a change. I told them that they should fire this professor. I mean, war is hell. War is not good for anybody. But to praise what Hamas did is disgraceful, disgusting. So Forbes lists mm-hmm. Leon Cooperman's net worth at. Okay, Casey, what do you think Forbes lists Leon Cooperman's net worth at? Mm, oh, gosh. Price is right rules. You go over, you lose. Is it? Is he up to a trillion? Is he, a he, trillion? He's a billionaire. A trillion, 50 Casey. Billion? 50 billion? No. He's not that rich. Is there any? I don't know. Is there any? Yeah, I guess like Elon Musk is worth probably that much. It, 2.8 billion. 2.8 A trillionaire. Casey, you never know, right? He's <laughs> anyway, a hedge, that that you know of. We need more rich friends. <laughs> Here's the thing: we need more rich friends. So I think you mm-hmm. should reach out to this guy. Yeah, send him that photo of you at the Notre Dame play like a champion today uh, uh, sign. Mm-hmm. Also send that uh, photo of you in the bikini Yeah, telling uh, your husband he's number one. And tell him that I don't go to Columbia. And and maybe Leon Cooperman, because we sh- apparently share a lot of the same views, mm-hmm. will be our very rich friend. I think I ruined that for us with Shreve, but <laughs> I think we still have a chance with this Cooperman guy. But he's right. He's totally right. These kids have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea what they're saying. They have no idea what they're advocating for. Well, they're repeating what they're being taught by the professors. You're right. Spot on. And did you see Tony Katz is starting to make a list of all of the schools that you really oh. need to start questioning? Oh, how if exciting. you're sending your kids there because of their policies. But don't you believe that at the core, now obviously not every university, but the at the core, whether they have people who are stupid enough to say this stuff out loud 
or not that most universities share in that mindset that hey israel's the bad guy and the palestinians well hamas are just innocent victims in all this just like the media likes to position israel as the oppressor yeah and that your kid is being indoctrinated there's a good chance if they take certain classes that they're being indoctrinated with this stuff, whether it is directly or indirectly, they're being led to believe. There's a reason these kids believe this. Like, I, I think back to when I was in college, which wasn't all that long ago. I mean, it wasn't yesterday, but it also wasn't in the in the 70s. There was no active involvement or anybody having some strong feeling about Israel and mm-hmm. Palestine. Like, there were no, and th- trust me, this same crap was going on, you know, 15 years ago, the same way it is today, but there weren't like marches for Palestine. There weren't pro, you know, Hamas rallies. Mm -hmm. No, this is clearly a thing that over the past 15-ish years has been emphasized to these people. I think it also speaks to a lot of the people who have been let into this country Mm -hmm. over the past 15-ish years and their worldview that America is an evil, awful place because this stuff was simply not happening when I was on a college campus. Did you see that there was an intruder who broke into Robert Kennedy Jr.'s house? Not once, but twice. Well, that seems like something that probably shouldn't be tolerated. Wasn't he denied security from the Biden administration? Indeed he was. And now uh, it'll be interesting to see now that he's running as an independent, which polling shows at least out of the gate hurts Trump more than it hurts Biden, if indeed he'll maybe get that uh, security. Now, here's the thing that is extremely concerning about this is that he was home during the time of both break-ins. And they saw the intruder in the yard. Cops came, left, and then he broke in again. Like, you mean the cops? The cops didn't arrest. Oh, they didn't find him. Didn't arrest him. Yes, I mean same same guy breaks in twice, multiple occasions. You'd think that there would be a little bit of a an alert there. Uh, I can kind of relate to this because I had some porch pirates steal three times off of my porch. Now, I had to ask you what a porch pirate was. Yeah. And you told me that's people who find, like, you've got a an, an Amazon, Amazon package, package, package or something. And they see it and mm-hmm. they just snatch it. And I was home when they did it. Um, I'm just going to ask you this, and I feel like we've grown enough in our friendship and relationship together. And Do I need to get a ring doorbell? What? Yes. No, that's not what I'm going to ask oh, you. Okay. Um, and and look, it's just us. We're told nobody else is listening, so just be as honest as you can be. Mm-hmm. Why did you buy a home in that neighborhood? Uh, because it was in close proximity here to the station. At the ah. time, I was thinking I didn't want to be driving in Indianapolis traffic forty minutes a day. But didn't didn't you look one around, way? Didn't you look around and go? Eh, eh. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Didn't Jim look around and go? Eh. Nah. I mean, clearly not the, enough. So this is wild. The neighborhood Casey lives in is very nice. Like your actual physical, the house is around you. Mm. Your your home is a, a sky rise. It goes mm. high into the night sky. Um, I tried to walk the stairs one time and I had to stop about halfway through. It was just too much. And I took the escalator to get to the top of your of your house. <laughs> you should have uh, taken the elevator. That would have been much easier. Um, and <laughs> There's not an elevator. <laughs> but the area around mm-hmm. y- your neighborhood in many ways, looks like something out of 
a demilitarized zone or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's classic Joe Hogshead, Indianapolis. Yeah. And, and it, I'm amazed with the brain power between you and your husband that you guys were not like, ah, this neighborhood's really nice. Around it, ah, not so great. I feel like it's getting worse. It is too. getting worse, yes. Just in the past year and a half. I cruise by it's your. There was a building that had uh, busted up windows mm-hmm. and it looked like it was condemned and yeah. they tore it down yeah, last they did. week. Well, that's good. That's a step in the right direction. Right. It is. But three times yeah. in a month, people have stolen packages off my front porch, and I was home. That's kind of scary. Oh, yikes! Yeah, I was home. I'm gonna be on- I'm gonna be honest with you. When uh, when I was dog setting for you, were you nervous? Well, I told Gracie Dog. I said, "Look, you're entitled to use the bathroom wherever you want, and mm-hmm. I will support you in this endeavor. However, for my own safety, if you could keep this within about seven feet." Mm-hmm. of Casey's property line. Yeah. It'll probably be best for everyone. Yeah, maybe I need to call Mark Deedle and start looking around <laughs> for something the, new. The faster you can get the hell out of uh the hell out of there probably the better. Your house is beautiful though. I yeah, love your Yeah, the home. place is nice. It's just uh not located in the best area and trust me when I walk the dog. I mean, it's it's Rob, it's to the point where if at night I'm thinking, "Ooh, I'd like a piece of candy right yeah. now." Nope, sorry. No, no, no. It's dark out. No, 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 no. Can't no. can't leave the I've house actually now. stopped going to that gas station with the super cheap gas right by your house because I believe it is currently so dangerous. Really? You yeah. don't even stop there anymore. No, I, I go to the gas station. There's actually a gas station a little further up the road. It's usually the same price. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hit and miss. I'm willing to pay the f- extra four cents to stay alive. I have gotten to the point when I fill up my car with gas, not only do I lock it, even though I'm standing yeah, right there, I, I do the four corners. Yeah. And, and for the ladies who are listening, that is you have to look in all four corners yeah, yeah. in front of you and then behind you on a swivel. to make sure that nobody's going to come up to yeah. you while you're sitting there filling up the car. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so um, did you hear about what's going on with UFC? What? Fans planning, uh, threatening rather, to a boycott. It did because of Bud Light. Because of Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hear from Dana White coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Good morning. It is 10 minutes in front of 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So UFC fans threatening to boycott the sport after it was announced a $105 million a year Bud Light sponsorship deal. Supporters continuing to fume at the beer company still because of the Dilla Mulvaney advertising campaign. Isn't it interesting? And look, this is rare, but how long this mm-hmm. has lingered? I mean, I will this tell one's you, sticking, isn't it? I will tell you again, and my because uh, I just do so well here, and with taxes being so low and mm-hmm. inflation being so under control, it's my, all wonderful. My second job that mm-hmm. I uh, that I go work, uh, as many people know, um, the. Uh, some guy the other day comes in and goes, hey, are you, are you Rob Kendall? And I'm literally wearing the I love Rob Kendall shirt. Yeah. And I said, maybe. <laughs> and then what did he He's say? Like, this is the course you work at. Yeah. Yes. Well, right in my hometown. Boy, yeah. what are the odds of that? This um, is it. But obviously bartending is one of the many things that I, that I do there. And it's funny. Some guy came in yesterday or a couple days ago with his buddy and he uh, 
orders Bud Light, and his buddy just starts just ripping on him yeah. unmercifully. And I just looked at the guy and I said, look, you're the one leaving the tip. Mm-hmm. So my advice to you is drink whatever you'd like to drink and tip the most for. But the fact is, like, dudes are, like, still razzing their friends. Mm-hmm. It's still a joke. It's still a punchline. If they're willing to publicly say, I drink Bud Light, which I find absolutely fascinating. Okay, one guy said that he's been a loyal 30-year fan of UFC, but now he will no longer watch or purchase UFC events because of this deal with Bud Light. He said it's it's a deal breaker for him. Well, look, so it'll be interesting with UFC. And full disclosure, I'm not a UFC fan. If they're on ESPN, every so often I'll watch the free fights. I've never purchased a UFC fight. I'm not the I'm not the target market here. Mm-hmm. But you have seen this before in pro sports, where somebody says, you know, it's like during the kneel when the kneeling for the national anthem was going on. I'll never watch the NFL again. Clearly, NFL has never been more popular. Mm-hmm. It is a financial juggernaut. People keep watching the NFL. I don't know the UFC client base if product support and endorsement is enough to move large quantities of people off the UFC. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. While it is popular, it is clearly a multi-billion dollar um, industry company, whatever, the it is still a niche market. It's like sort of like pro wrestling, right? There's a finite group of people who consume it. It it is very loyal in that group of people. It is not the National Basketball Association or the National Football League. So I I don't know. I don't know if if there's enough people who are going to be angered about that to walk away from something they're clearly very into. Yeah, completely walk away. So the CEO of Anheuser-Busch, he said that Bud Light has always been on the cutting edge of iconic sporting moments. And that fans will remember those moments forever. And reuniting with UFC is just a continuation of this industry-leading legacy. Now, I will say this, Casey. If you were to take average UFC guy, Mm -hmm. so like Joe order the UFC fight person or Joe go to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the UFC fight, Mm -hmm. I do tend to think, and I realize I'm typecasting here, I do tend to think that person would be hyper offended by being associated with Dylan Mulvaney. Absolutely. Well, and that's why they're calling to boycott. But the question is, are they willing to walk away from the thing? And if they're not willing to walk away, then UFC don't care because they're in it to make money. They're a business, right? So you can be mad, but if you're not willing to not watch, then they don't care. Well, that's it exactly. And Dana White, here he calls his fans dummies, and he says that he's going to make money from any sponsorship. You know the story. Um, but when it comes to Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light, uh, th- this was everybody, – everybody talks about, oh, you did it for money. Hey, dummies, all sponsorship deals are about money, okay? So when you talk about being a sellout, <laughs> I had multiple deals in front of me. So it's not like, oh, Bud Light showed up and they were the only option I had to get money. You know, you stupid that is to think that you know this was all about and i said this yesterday i'll say it again everybody on every side of this deal that were involved other beer companies and everything else absolutely positively know that this was not about money for me we were going to end up with money with no matter who we ended up with Mm -hmm. so i'm curious like what other beer companies was he talking to because he had multiple companies 
lots of discussions, and at the end of the day, he ended up going with Bud Light. Yeah, there's nothing more worse than a disingenuous, tough talker guy. Dude, it was about money. You know, you know that, and I, we, do we have this? Do we have time to play this clip about him talking about how they line up with his core yeah, value? Yeah, yeah. Let's play that real quick. Let's play number nine. For Anheuser Busch, it was about values, core values. For me, mm. I'm at a point in my life, and I'm at a point in my career where nothing is just about money anymore. I am very aligned. See, it's the lie, right? I mean, dude, it is. And I have way more respect for you, and I totally get it, to say, look, they gave us the best offer, mm-hmm. uh, and we know there's some controversy regarding a previous spokesperson. Yeah. This is an iconic brand. Right. We think they'll come back. Right. We we know the check's going to clear, and let's roll. I mean, I would have way more respect for the guy versus, well, they align with my value. Or this my isn't about money. <laughs> come on, dude. It totally yes, is. it is. You're, it is about money, and why people, and, and there's nothing worse than tough-talking liar guy. So this is the process, though, that Bud Light has to go through to bring their brand back and this is what they should be doing right it dana white he says he doesn't care if you don't like it too bad it doesn't matter to him do you think it really doesn't matter to him what if he loses all of his fans yeah and Will i he think care at that point i think that's the calculated risk right and hammer and i've talked about this there have never been fewer people watching professional wrestling than mm-hmm. there is today however the people who watch professional wrestling that are left because they've chased off all the casual viewers because it sucks and it's terrible and they've gutted all the excitement out of it, mm-hmm. are still super loyal to it. Like, they're not going to leave. And I think that's the calculated decision for Dana White, which is, no matter what we do... What's the percentage he, of people who will stay? People who are into the yeah. fighting, and we're going to make $105 million. Is it annually? Is it $105 million annually was the, the deal on yeah. this? Okay, hey, it's a, somebody hands you $105 mil large. You're taking that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might endorse Eric Holcomb for 105 mil large, Casey, and I and I would freely admit, yeah, I'm doing this because somebody gave me 105 million dollars. He's the greatest guy ever. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.